All right, welcome everyone to Dark Feather Gaming. This is our gaming news podcast, and as always, this is Thor with Doc and Sasquatch Senpai. So, why don't you lead the charge, Sasquatch, with our new game announcements? Well, Apex Legends is getting a mobile release when got a mobile release window. Um, Apex Legends mobile, that is, and its pre-registrations have opened. So following the suit of a lot of uh, mainline battle royales and shooters going to mobile devices, Apex Legends with EA and King. Uh, is it King? No, it's not King. It's uh, like such an F. It's a little dog. It's farm villain shit. That's, You're uh, thinking King because King is the EA of mobile games. King, uh, King is owned by Activision Blizzard, though. I stand by my statement. Well, whatever. The uh, the mobile studio that EA has recently bought has been working alongside Respawn Entertainment for Apex Legends Mobile. So a mobile version of the popular hero battle royale. And pre-registrations are already open. Apparently, already over seven and a half million players have already pre-registered for Apex Legends Mobile which means that they've already earned half of the rewards listed on the site for pre-registrations across the world. Um, people will be getting skins, et cetera, et cetera, <clears throat> as total pre-registrations are met. So, yeah, if you're looking to play another uh, Battle Royale on your, your phone, you can go ahead and pre-register. Um, they're currently only available for Android. It's available on the Google Play platform. And apparently coming soon for iOS systems. Monaco, a prop, a popular 2D indie heist simulator, is getting a 3D sequel. Uh, Monaco 2 was announced, and it's promising a co-op heist movie action from a new perspective, that being 3D. The original Monaco, excuse me, was released back in 2013 was a fantastic little co-op game and developer as the developer has decided, you know what? A 3d game sounds great. So they're currently working on that. Blizzard has set a official date for the overwatch two beta, which is April 26th. Um, it will include a new hero sojourn as well as a new mode and four of the maps that will be released with the game. The new mode being push, um, where both teams are trying to take control of the capture point and move it along the map towards the other person's base. Uh, it's supposed to be on symmetrical maps. Um, <clears throat> a couple new hero reworks, a new ping system, et cetera, et cetera, from the new mode. So all you need to do is sign up for beta access across your Blizzard account to get access to this on the 26th of April. Lord of the Rings Online is coming up to its 15th anniversary, and they're gonna they're gonna make a lot of stuff free to play within it. Um, so every single every single expansion or item released between its launch and 2000 uh, from 2007 up to and including the release of the Helm's Deep expansion will be free to everyone. So if you're looking for a new MMO to dive into for free, Lord of the Rings Online now has a ton of content a la, you know, kind of what you get with the Final Fantasy 14 trial. 
Valve has also announced that they fixed the Elden Ring PC stuttering issues on the Steam Deck. Apparently, it's DirectX's fault, and I believe it. I mean, isn't most things DirectX's fault? Yeah, the DLLs are fucking garbage. Um, however, uh, Valve has managed to fix this on their handheld. So if you have a Steam Deck, uh, Elden Ring should be running pretty great on there. Just not in the Windows version. Um, without dual booting yet, Windows seems to be a little a little spacey and some of the Steam Deck features don't work as well, such as controlling it like a, a handheld with the joystick and whatnot, but the touchpads still work. Um, some games don't seem to run very well in just the Windows mode, but uh, Elden Ring and plenty of other games work on its native Proton system. So just go ahead and wait for that dual balloon to come. It'll probably solve the issue. Metroid Dread, the newly released 2D Metroid game, has become the best-selling 2D Metroid game ever in the UK. Um, there you have it. So it came out, came out. What was it? Uh, October last year. Yeah. <clears throat> um, and it's become the best-selling Metroid game, and that's quite substantial considering every new iteration of a Nintendo game counts towards the same sales. So. And re-releases of old Metroid 2D games uh, still fall short of Metroid Dread. CD Projekt Red has confirmed a new Witcher game is in development and will use Unreal 5 instead of their Red Engine. Um, the entire announcement was a picture of a cat Witcher uh what's that called an emblem on their necklace whatever in some snow saying in the witcher a new saga begins um no other news so we don't know if Geralt of Rivia will be back or if they're following Siri at some point or if it's a entirely new school or what's going on but it will be on Unreal Engine 5 CD Project Red has also stated that even though it's using Unreal Engine this will not limit their release platforms so Maybe it'll be on Steam. Nice. The founders of Sierra apparently got bored in lockdown, so they're remaking their first game that they released over 20 years ago. Um, they're going to be remaking Colossal Cave, and it's going to be on PC and VR as well. So if you want to go spelunking, um, they're really trying to make it like a cave spelunking simulator. Uh, this is what lockdown does to board people. Draglia Lost, Nintendo's first mobile RPG, will shut down after they conclude the main story this July. Um, this was a RPG developed exclusively for mobile devices by Nintendo. And this was in collaboration with the Grand Blue Fantasy developer, Psy Games. And after only three years of service, the game will shut down that they, they announced this in a blog post the other day. Um, they said the Dragalia lost main campaign is scheduled to reach its conclusion in July of 2022 with part two of chapter 26, the final and climactic edition of its long running story. After the main campaign has concluded service for the game itself will come to a close at a later date for the details at the end of the service schedule will be provided in a future notification. Uh, this is news because Nintendo stated that this was going to be their main RPG on mobile devices for uh, step, uh, stepping their foot into the uh, water, the old mobile pool. Godfall Ultimate Edition is heading to Xbox and PC. 
This was a former PS5 launch title by Counterplay Games and Gearbox Publishing. And with its Ultimate Edition, it is heading to Xbox and PC on April 7th. I would I would just like to point out that I got that game on release day for PC. Are you streaming it to your PC? No. It's installed to my PC. Weird. It's been on PC the whole time. So I'm not sure what that article's talking about. <laughs> like Is it on I Steam? I don't know. I got I got it with my graphics card actually. Hmm, is it an Epic Game Store exclusive? It might be. That's what wow. I have it through. Okay. So yeah, that's probably it because it is listing it as primarily Steam it is coming to along with the Xbox Series X slash S and Xbox One. Um, this will also include some hardware-based enhancements for the Xbox version, such as variable refresh rate and support for Dolby Vision. Um, this will be the base game as well as the Fire and Darkness expansion and the three content up updates, Primal, Lightbringer, and Exalted. Um, Gearbox also stated that the, the previous exclusives, such as pre-order bonuses and the extended edition content, will be bundled with the Ultimate Edition. So, probably was an EGS exclusive then. I haven't played it in a while. I should check it out again. ArenaNet, the developers for Guild Wars 2, announces the return of Season 1 for their newly released expansion, The End of Dragons, as well as already are teasing the next expansion. Um, this expansion for ArenaNet has been extremely successful, almost doubling the player count in the Guild Wars 2 game. And he's the... What's his name? Director Josh Davis teased that they're already in the planning stages for the new expansion following this one up. He said that this is the earliest. He said, uh, quote, this is a very early confirmation, the earliest we've ever done this, in fact. So don't expect news anytime soon. Uh, this will take a very long time to develop. Basically, it will be years before you hear any more on this. So if you're a fan of Guild Wars 2, that is on the way as well. There is <laughs> there is another update coming on the Steam release they promised in the future. And he said you will get a you will only get to launch on Steam once. And we want to make sure we do it right over the coming months. We'll be wrapping up work on the Steam integration, cleaning up some aspects of the early game experience and ensuring that the game and the studio are operationally ready for the new platform launch. We're also working on getting Direct X 11 ready to exit beta and make it the default graphics setting for new users. So it also sounds like what they're doing when they launched the Steam version, which they originally pulled back. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for indefinitely while they finish work on End of Dragons? They're going to kind of make the new player experience a little bit better as well, as well as a few balances around the game itself. Developer. Ilphonic has revealed that Ghostbuster Spirit Unleashed is on the way. It'll be a new four verse one asymmetrical multiplayer game that is going to be released on PC, PS5, PS4, Xbox Series XS, and Xbox One in quarter four of 2022. 
In this game, you will become a Ghostbuster and you'll be hunting down another player who is a ghost who's just disrupting you. Unlike other asymmetrical horror games or team-based games, you're not trying to be murdered, much like in Friday the 13th, uh, Dead by Daylight, or Predator Hunting Grounds. According to the developers of the new Fable game, the development has slowed down due to lack of RPG experience. This is from an ex-dev of Playground Games, and he says part of the reason he left the team was because of an overall lack of RPG experience from the development and writing side of the studio. He said it slowed down the it slowed down the development of the game to a crawl. He said this is due to the COVID-19 pandemic slowing down work and how people had to shift to working from home and not having as good of collaboration between the new team members to just an overall general lack of experience. Speaking of slowed down development, Rocksteady's Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League has been officially delayed to 2023. The uh, team shooter based on the Suicide Squad uh, has been delayed because the developer wants to put some more polish into the game, fix up a few issues here and there, as well as touch up the cinematics they have. Far Cry 6's Stranger Things crossover goes live today. It already did. So if you wanted a really weird Stranger Things crossover in Far Cry 6, well, you got it. And speaking of Far Cry 6, it has gone free to play for the weekend. It'll be free to play from March 24th through March 27th. Um, this mission will also be a member. This mission will also be part of that free to play trial you can do. Uh, this will be free to play on the Ubisoft platform as well as consoles. DICE has announced that the next Battlefield has entered pre-production that they have, quote, learned valuable lessons from Battlefield 2042. So the <laughs> game they touted as the future of FPS games is not the future of FPS games. <laughs> it's, it was a fucking mess. I almost bought it and I'm like, I have Game Pass. I have a trial. I'm so glad I did not buy it. That bad, huh? Oh, dude, they didn't even have a scoreboard until last week. Like, you couldn't see your individual stats. That... You what? saw squad stats. What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Plus, <sighs> Battlefield should not be a hero shooter. It's a hero shooter. Well, that is all I have for new games and uh, game announcements of its of the like. So what about the legal debacle realm? Those are somewhere in my tabs. Somewhere over the rainbow. I've been drinking. Just ignore me. Ori developers, the, the developers of Ori, um, Will the Wisps and the Blind Forest apparently have an oppressive work culture and they are no longer working with Microsoft closely. <laughs> um, this is a range of allegations, uh, which mostly center on the founders of the studio itself. Um, constant arguments, crunch culture, uh, sexist, racist, anti-Semitic banter, which isn't just racist. 
I mean, I guess if you target the religion, I guess it would be anti-Semitic, right? Yeah. Well, whatever. Apparently, it is, quote, it's an oppressive workplace for sure, but hard to pinpoint one thing because in isolation, all of these incidents, if they happen once, you would think they're small things. When you're dealing with that for multiple years, you're going to see the decline of people's mental health. I can say that for myself personally, I was properly messed up after we finished. I've never been depressed until that moment. I lost my passion for my job because they drummed it out of me. So, you know, more fun workplace news. Speaking of oppressive, sexist, racist cultures, Activision Blizzard has been hit by a new lawsuit. Shock. This is from a current employee alleging sexual harassment and discrimination. Surprise. Um, who would have thunk it? Uh, quote, for years, Activision Blizzard's open frat boy, I guess, quote within a quote, interquote, frat boy and interquote environment foster rampant sexism, harassment and discrimination with 700 reported incidents occurring under CD- CEO Robert Kodak's watch. This is directly from the new lawsuit. So, you know, Activision Blizzard, more of the same. Um, this act, this current allegation is from November of 2021 uh, when she was working as an executive assistant. So this happened around. Uh, yeah, this happened rather late into their lawsuit. So. Same old, same old from Activision Blizzard. Uh, G2 Esports is suing uh, NFT organization for $5.25 million. They have filed a lawsuit against Bondly, a blockchain company uh, located when uh, they filed this lawsuit in the L.A. County Superior Courts. The Esports organization entered a two year agreement with Bondi with Bondly in June of 2021, as part of which Bondly was supposed to create and sell official G2 NFTs. Another part of this was paying G2 Esports an annual rights fee of $2 million on top of the $1.25 million. Um, This is money they were supposed to make back through NFT sales. So Bondly was using G2 Esports as a name to sell their stuff and then not pay for the name. G2 alleges that Bondly knew it could never deliver when it signed the contract, which is a serious, uh, a serious issue. So, yeah, quote, Bondly and its agents knew that their representations were false when they made them or made the representations recklessly and without regard to their truth. They knew they could not perform, but cunningly waited until G2 had publicly announced its partnership with Bondly to its millions of fans to reap the benefits of publicity through highly valuable G2 brand. Thus, G2 is seeking the damages in the L.A. courts for five point two five million dollars. Apex Legends has had a leak and the leakers say they know the next nine characters and maps and content from over the next two years. These files have showed up all across the Internet on various file hosting sites and as well as on Reddit with links to them. Um, This leak includes video files, text files that describe new legend designs, their abilities, as well as which one, what order they're being released in. So EA is EAing and not securing their shit. Sounds like EA. 
Microsoft has also confirmed that Lapsus, uh, a hacker organization, has stolen important Bing and Cortana source code. So naturally, this is, uh, you know, if you use Bing or Cortana, this is your data. So congratulations. Um, Lapsus is the same hacking group that has recently targeted NVIDIA and Samsung. So and uh, LG and Okta. So, yeah, kind of a kind of a big group. However, there is some good news. Where did that article go? Well, either way, uh, UK authorities have arrested one hacker in association with the Lapsus hacking group, as well as one teenager in the States as well. So these companies are getting got by teenage kids. Chess. Uh, chess grand master Hikaru Nakamura has been permanently banned from Twitch for streaming Dr. Disrespect playing Twitch or playing chess. Nice. Uh, chess, uh the chess grandmaster. No one admitted was, wrongdoing, I, right? No one admitted, no one <clears throat> admitted it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's kind of expected. Twitch has been super ban heavy on any doc their disrespect stuff mm. popping up. This isn't the first time they've done the same oh, really? thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like ever, ever since Dr. Disrespect was banned from the platform, like they have just removed any and all instances of his appearances. Like it is should be well known fact that it's a bannable offense to have Dr. He's, Disrespect on your Twitch. Just to be Dr. Disrespect is tantamount to nudity on Twitch. To be fair, <laughs> I would not expect a chess grandmaster to know this when he's just trying to make chess more yeah. accessible to the populace. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah. Uh, he streamed uh, Dr. Disrespect playing chess because he said that the doctor tweeted that things were settled with Twitch. And that he guesses he was wrong about that. Did wrong. Well, and um, I don't know this where this one kind of falls, but the GIF creator Stephen Wilhite has died. He has uh, died at the age of seventy-four. So press F in your gifts. All right, that's all I got now. Well, on our industry news side, I have some updates for our system software. Um, there is a pretty major system software update for both PS4 and PS5. Um, the PS4 system software has some of the same features as PS5. Basically, um, the party features that I'm going to talk about for PS5 are mirrored in PS4. Anything that sounds like it's a... Uh, a PS5 only feature it, it is, but anything that parallels onto PS4 went there also, which is pretty standard in gen to gen updates. Um, but I digress. <clears throat> so um, voice chats are now called parties. They're one and the same. If you're in a party, it's just being in a voice chat with somebody. And they've added quite a bit of functionality to streaming. You can 
Um, you can share your gameplay in a screen share now with anyone in a party. I've yet to test out if this works on the PS app, but from what I've seen, it should. Um, so if you uh, want to stream to your friends, the, uh, even though Discord native uh, app is still not a thing on PlayStation, you can at least have someone download the PS app and they can watch your screen share there, even if they don't have a PS5 themselves. Um, there's multiple ways to start a party, uh, including using the voice activation, which there's also been some updates in. Um, you can pretty much do anything in voice activation now, including in additional languages, uh, including Russian, Arabic, Dutch, Brazilian, Portuguese, Polish, and Korean. Um, the trophies area has a major UI update, which is really nice. Um, the, the tracking system, um, in, instead of you know showing a trophy that you're tracking and then just kind of a gray box as the background, it shows the actual trophy. Um, there's some more functionality to hiding trophies and some parental features, things like that. Um, but overall, the, it has been polished very nicely, the trophy section, if you will. Um, and then, uh, unfortunately, we are not able to add folders yet to our uh, game tabs on the PS5, but there is a new feature that will allow you to add up to five applications to your Keep On Home, um, which will make it to where they don't go off the little home slider, which can now hold, I think it was 20, so they've expanded it and made it to where you can pin things, basically. Um, so that is a step forward in the right direction. Uh, what did you have over in the industry news there, Sasquatch? They had something on PlayStation. My mic was muted. Um, I did have something on PlayStation. Uh, Sony has purchased Haven Studios and brought them to the PlayStation Studios family. Um, they are a Montreal-based studio, and they are going to be creating their first new IP for PlayStation, and it's going to be a AAA multiplayer experience. Um, this was announced a while ago from Jade Raymond, who is the CEO and founder of Haven Studios. However, the initial announcement was they were working closely with so with Sony on this multiplayer game experience, whatever. However, Sony has apparently been impressed with their work uh, and maybe some of the tech that they have implemented into it because it seems to be what they're kind of purchasing studios based on around recently with their acquisition of Bungie. And before the game has even been released, they've gone ahead and purchased Haven Studios. And I think that's really the only thing I had for industry news outside of random mm -hmm. tech news. Well, let's go into our tech news then. Um, an alpha version of Steam will be coming to Chromebooks soon. So if you're running a Chromebook on Google's bare bones operating system, uh, well, you're going to be getting a chance to run Steam OS on it. Since this version, since Chromebooks run their own version of the Linux operating system, and well, Proton is a Linux-based operating system, they're going to be trying to implement Steam on there through Linux as well. Developers of the 
Recently delayed game for Spoken says that one second game loads are now a reality on PC, a tentative reality on PC, thanks to Microsoft releasing their API for direct storage to PC hardware and software developers. So you'll be realistically be able to just pause and pick up your games whenever you want to and just have incredibly fast load times. Pretty much, you know, ignoring all the awful background boots up that really take everything so long. PlayStation 5 is getting a hardware upgrade through software. Um, As long as you have an HDMI 2.1 device, enabled device, VRR, variable refresh rate, is coming to your PlayStation 5 consoles. So you will be able to much like G-Sync and FreeSync works, you'll be able to sync the refresh rate of your console and monitor or your television together. So you'll have an even crisper looking picture. NVIDIA is in talks to use Intel as a manufacturing chip foundry. A few months after their acquisition of ARM chips was blocked out by everyone for fear of a monopoly, they're just going to have Intel build their chips for them. Valve also stated that they're going to actually fulfill all of their quarter one Steam Deck orders, however, just in time. So if you're waiting on your Steam Deck and you have a quarter one uh, purchased or shipped by date, uh, go ahead and check your email or anything or your Steam account and should be there ready to go. Nintendo has finally given Switch users uh, an update that allows them to create folders for games that they are calling groups. Um, This is, you know, quite a while after this has been available on literally every platform ever. Except PS5. Oh, you you can't. No, that's what I was talking about earlier when I said they've they've added it to where you can like pin things to your to your home panel now, but you still can't make folders. It's like people are screaming about it. It's a tiny quality of life thing that like, why won't you add this? But like we're talking about. Sony, who only three months ago made it to where you can favorite things on the PSN store via the PS4 PSN app. So, or not favorite, but like add to a wish list. Like they finally have a wish list feature. That's very new. Anyways, continue, continue. Um, Team Group, a manufacturer of PC cooling devices has created a liquid cooler that will cool both your CPU and and M2 drive at the same time. Hmm. This is an anticipation of PCIe 5.0 drives, which run uh, more hot than PCIe 4.01s. So active M2 cooling could become a necessity depending on how hot they run. So in advancement of this team group has announced the new T4 Siren series, which is an all in one liquid cooler. This will cool both your CPU and your M2 SSD as well. Which M2 SSDs are amazing. It's a, literally a one second boot up time. It's great. I don't know how it went so long <laughs> without one. Man, I need to get one. I thought there was, I, I mean, I, there was a world of difference for me just when I switched to an SSD, you know, from, oh, from God, a SATA in general. Oh, man, I need it's to get one. It's even faster. I don't know how. Magic. It's magic, yeah. 
Oh, uh, thanks to Microsoft working with Steam and creating a Linux-based Proton version of Microsoft Edge, Xbox Game Pass and Cloud is now available on the Steam Deck. So you can go ahead and get your Xbox Game Pass xCloud games working on your Steam Deck if you want. Nice. Microsoft was Microsoft actually reached out to help them uh, create this version of Edge so you can access their games, which works out for Microsoft as well because you're, you know, paying for their service. Yeah. That, that, that brings a lot more value to the Steam Deck. Yeah, I'm Symbiosis. really excited. I'm really excited for when I get mine in quarter three because that means a lot of the initial bugs will be even be worked out. There you go. Which I mean, I'd be I wouldn't be upset if I got it right now, but I just won't have to deal with bugs now. Microsoft is going to bug Windows 11 users with watermarks if they bypass various system requirements. Um, this is only for people who have bypassed new system requirements, such as FTPM on their CPUs, which is a security measure on newer CPUs. If you do not have FTPM on your CPU, you cannot install Windows 11, much like me. So if you bypass these, they'll put a little harmless watermark in your bottom right of your screen that is only on the desktop and doesn't go into programs. So uh, deal with that, I guess. Microsoft doesn't want your business if you want to buy their product. The. How do I pronounce this? This is weird. Ooh, is it one I can do? Probably not. The answer is no, if you're wondering. <laughs> I, I don't know what sputtering quite refers to. I think it's the name of it. However, Adam Thick Copper could give us cheaper PC chips. Turns out gold is expensive. And if you use really, really thin pieces of copper, it has the same conductivity as gold when you're dealing with PC chips. However, it's a little more volatile to shock uh, to shock damage if you like drop it or trauma, however you want to call it. Um, there's a new possibility with a, this new type of atom thick copper. It's called sputtering, apparently. <laughs> so, yeah, a quote is oxidation resistant copper could potentially replace gold and semiconductor devices. And this is from the Pusan National uh, University from Professor Se Young Zhang, um, which would help bring down their cost. Oxidation resistant copper could also reduce electrical consumption as well as increase the lifespan of the de devices with nano circuitry. Um, as it is, most of the time, you will find gold inside almost all processors and components, even PCBs, because of how it's conducted and resistant to oxidization. Um, they're hoping that this new type of copper with its new density uh, will replace the gold and make everything a little bit cheaper. Hmm. Um, Doc and I both have an article on the same thing. Uh, is it the, uh, it's the fuzzies, oh, the boy. fuzzies. All right. All right. Uh, there has been announced a, uh, special edition Xbox, which I don't remember which X series S series S that's, that's the weaker one, right? The digital one. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, uh, it's getting a special Sonic and Knuckles, Sonic the Hedgehog two edition. Uh, that comes with blue and red fuzzy controllers. 
just looks so the, like the uh, the console itself has Sonic and Knuckles facing off each other on the lower half of it, and the uh, circle, the circular vent on it, on the console itself is actually outlined with a gold ring. The console itself doesn't look too bad. The controllers, I want to fucking destroy them. I want to light them on fire. I'm just trying to imagine what this would look like after like just like a year of heavy use. Fucking Cheeto <laughs> dust. Oh, oh gross. Is that supposed to be a Sonic controller? No, nah, it's Tails now. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. It would need to have chili stains from the chili dogs. That's true. For the for the mega Sonic fan that would only eat chili dogs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what is shit. it that knuckles likes nothing in particular likes chaos emeralds chaos yeah chaos okay um so you cannot purchase this console and controllers it is a sweepstakes that microsoft is specifically xbox is running on twitter all you have to do is follow the official xbox account retweet this uh the one specific tweet with the hashtag uh xbox sonic 2 sweepstakes and you're entered um you can also enter with microsoft reward points which if you use like bing or the edge browser or purchase anything through the microsoft store or xbox you'll actually build up these points so i might as well go use those on something and the contest will end at 11 p.m on april 30th or 11 p.m 8 Oh, 11 p.m. Eastern on April 30th. Um, however, on April 4th, the contest will be announced the winner. They'll announce the winner. So if you uh, if you want the furry edition of the <laughs> Xbox Series S, go ahead I'd, and enter. I'd enter it. To get that console. Oh, I did totally. And yeah. then I just I'm keep gonna... the uh, the controllers. Yeah, I could like, never like, use those under glass. I could never use them. Yeah, they'd be ineffective to use, and since they're limited yeah. edition, I think that might be one of the things that I just like. Usually, even if I have collector's items, I still use them. Um, but this would, would be one be thing so that I just don't. You would sweat. Exactly, I would right. see no point in using it. So this one, I like, I wouldn't. <laughs> That's all my tech news. What about movies, TV, comics? Well, um, awesome for this. Uh, we'll start with the bad news. Get that out of the way. No. Uh, Dragon Ball Super superhero has been uh, delayed indefinitely uh, following a leak at the studio. Um, there isn't a leak a as in detail. water or a leak as in someone. <laughs> leaking the studio details. has been flooded. Toby animation was recently hacked. Oh, F. yeah. OK, that. Oh, I didn't realize um, that. I didn't realize they were working on the superheroes. God, I hate that name. Rip Digimon I, I, Survive. I don't like the name either. Dragon I'm Ball really excited Super for it. Heroes. Is it Dragon Ball Superheroes? No, what? it's Dragon Ball Super. Yeah. The superhero. Yeah, it's so bad. The movie is just basically titled Superhero, which is also not bad. great. Saiyan Man. Hey, Gohan and Piccolo are supposed to have pretty significant roles in this one so oh they're gonna bring back gohan's original role where he's supposed to take over for goku but people for some reason love the woman screaming all of her lines i mean if that's how you want to like word that take sure that's like one of the only anime i have to watch in english 
like I cannot stand I cannot stand the original voice actor for Goku. It's just screaming. It's just a little old lady. You be nice to that woman. No, my she needs to be nice to my ears. I mean, it's not like the English dub is bad. Okay, I it's got far superior because my ears don't bleed. I gotta say though, um, like the like the script is so off on I don't know about Super, but on just on Dragon Ball, not even Dragon Ball Z, on the original Dragon Ball, the script oh yeah, is, is so bad that if if you want a good time, I'm serious, watch it with English dub and the subtitles turned on because the subtitles have the actual original script translated properly. So what's on the subtitles will not be the same as what they're saying in English. I mean, and it is a ride. It, it is super common for that era of, of oh, anime. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's just, yeah. It's just, they it, localize them out the ass. I, I did that like recently in recent years where, where Dog Sothoth and I like watched through on Blu ray and had the, we watched it in English dub and had the subtitles on. And it was some scenes were a riot. It was, oh, I bet. It was, it was I, uh, amazing. I grew up reading the manga in French, mm. um, which is, a more direct translation from Japanese than English is. Uh, so, I mean, despite, you know, reading it in French, mm-hmm. uh, I've always kind of preferred knowing like the full, like the, 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 the subs are always better. Mm-hmm. I've always found like, I, like even when I watch dub shows, I often put this, the subtitles on, especially for older shows. Yeah, because I, that's I, where it's always like more more pronounced in the differences. I, I do that a lot. I prefer watching anime uh, dubbed just because I'm a, I'm a very, very slow reader. So I find if I try and watch subbed anime, I'm rewinding every scene three or four times because I, I it's going scrolling too quick for me to read. Um, but yeah. I, a lot of times I will turn on the subtitles even with dubbed so I can glance at them and catch if there's any like huge like localization or translation errors. I mean, you'll find some now, but they'll usually just change the script in various ways for a Western culture for things that they might seem inappropriate and some just really weird changes like uh, you know, sometimes, sometimes it's weird, but sometimes the uh, the jokes are like geared towards specific places and regions that we just wouldn't understand having never been there. So they they'll they'll often change some jokes like that. Mm. So that's the sad news. What's the good news? Uh, Netflix has released an official trailer for a Tekken anime, hmm. and it looks pretty it cool. Looks good. Nice. Netflix has been done really good with their anime studios. They they do very good anime. They don't do so good anime adaptation, but they do great okay, anime. anime adaptation. I know live action, which means it's always garbage. Yes, I, I know that was that's the joke. But but their actual anime, I've seen a lot of uh, Netflix original anime that's been been really really good. So.
Um, I have one thing for this category. Xbox Game Pass Ultimate users now get three months of Marvel Unlimited Comics subscription. So Hmm. if you have Ultimate, the Game Pass Ultimate, which means if you're a PC user or just have it on your console, uh, you get three months of Marvel Comics. So go ahead and check that out. Nice. That's dope because I have that and I would read those comics. I've tried reading. I got Mar. I got Marvel Unlimited for free some other way a while back, and I didn't read many of them because I found I'm like, I've I've never enjoyed reading anything um, digitally. Like I prefer physical books. I've, oh, I've tried. I've tried doing like reading books on tablet, and I just can't do it for some reason. And comic books, I found the same way. Like I just. Like I can read articles, I can read research papers all day, but if it's something that I'm used to flipping pages on, I just something breaks in my brain. I don't know what it is, but I, I can't it's do the, the, uh, the digital comics. It's the, it's the extra white background of your screen. <laughs> it makes it makes it more jarring on the eyes. Like the only Maybe. the only like comic I keep up with online is Dragon Ball Super because it's it's the only one I want to like know what's going on with enough to tolerate reading on my phone. Mm. I keep up. Yeah. And, and I, I, it's funny cause I'll keep up with Marvel comics as far as like, I, I won't read the comics, but I'll read articles about like the direction they're going. And I don't even have a problem with that, but it's, I don't know. There's something about turning the pages to a comic book that you just can't replace, you know? Um, over on our favorite game updates, um, just some quick notes on RuneScape. For me, uh, Prime Gaming has refreshed their RuneScape loot. So you get a seven-day membership and a currency pack for this month, and we have at least another year of Prime Gaming drops. Um, and for some reason, RuneScape's releasing their own launcher, even though they're on Steam now, so that seems weird, but they're doing it. And Ninja Strike had some combat cleanup, most of it tuning boss fights and some abilities. Uh, what did you have over in that realm, Doc? Something on SMT, I see. Yeah, the uh, the director of Shin Megami Tensei Five, uh, in an interview, uh, stated that he hopes to expand the series through new titles and reviving past hits. Hmm. Um, so that is phenomenal, phenomenal news. It means that they want to bring the, the classics back, re-release them much like they did with uh, Shin Megami Tensei 3. And more recently, uh, Persona 4 Arena Ultimax. Ooh, very nice. So that was just I'm, released on Steam. What was that? That was just released on Steam. And I took a gander at it and I was like, huh, fighting game. Yeah, uh, I went to a local event the last week and uh, they had uh, it up on one of the big screens and it's real good looking game. Is it is it crossplay? Because I have that for PlayStation, I'm pretty sure from PS Plus. Well, you have it, too. You have PS Plus. Persona 4 uh, Arena? Yeah, assuming that you've been. Oh, the latest one was five arena, wasn't it? Uh, I have no. two. I have two Persona fighting games. One is for PS4, and one's for PS4 and Five. It's probably the one for PS4 because this is a re, uh, Persona 4 Ultimax is a re-release. Uh, 
okay of an old title okay and that's probably the one i got one like years ago for ps plus i remember because i i got it that was the first time i'd heard of persona and then until we talked about it once not long ago i thought persona was a fighting game because the only persona (laughs) game i had played was this this persona fighting game i got on ps plus like five years ago no, it is a primarily <laughs> JRPG series. So funny. With, with a yeah. couple of like spin-offs that aren't. <laughs> it's yeah, right there's Persona 5 Strikers, which is like uh action RPG. It's a it's a vein of like uh what is it? Um Dynasty Warriors. Dynasty Warriors, yeah. It's basically that, but in Shin Megami Tensei or Persona's universe. Yeah. That's well, still Shin Megami Tensei, just not. Right. It's nice. not complicated. Don't worry about it. <laughs> well, it looks like that's going to do it for our news this week. Uh, what have you been playing this week, Sasquatch? I've been playing through the new Guild Wars 2 expansion. Oh, nice. Um, How's that? It's fun. I feel like action rpg style combat in the mmo setting you'd probably like it hmm. um questing's a bit different than normal mmos but it's fun well, it I'm looks fa- good i'm familiar with guild wars i just haven't like the last time i played guild wars it was like 2006 so like the original guild wars yeah yeah so um it's fun they have successful enough they're going to continue with guild wars 2 and another expansion and continue the story at least till this one's fully all wrapped up outside of expansion story and overall story. Mm-hmm. Um, playing some magic, nice. playing a bunch of different shooters, the usual. How about you, Doc? Uh, Elden Ring. <laughs> this game has That's consumed right. my life. I feel that. Yeah. That's uh... I know there's a tutorial. <laughs> I don't need no tutorial. It would have been nice, but I don't need it. I was like, how did you not see the how to sprint pop up? Uh, Because I didn't do the tutorial because it was down a hole. And, you know, games from from software have a tendency to kill you when you jump down holes. They uh, they were very smart with that because they put a message on the platform you're supposed to jump down onto to take no damage. I saw the doors. I'm like, this has to be the way I'm supposed to go. I'm going that way. And turns out in most of the game, I accidentally went the right way thinking I was going the wrong way. I don't know. I've, I've never the wrong way. The wrong way. You always end up in Caleb no matter what. So I've never played any of those games. But from what I've seen online, if I came up to a ledge and there was a message that said, take no damage if you jump, it'd be like, <laughs> OK, and I would not jump. Man, sometimes they're not <laughs> There are like invisible bridges and platforms you need to drop down on. So sometimes you got to trust them. Just go spend hmm. all your runes first. <laughs> yep. Just just do what you can with the runes. Yeah. That's where I've pretty much been with Stranger Paradise, though. I think that's all I've played except our SMT Let's Play in the last week. But after just under 70 hours, I have 
completed my first playthrough. Still lacking a few trophies. Got to be it on Chaos difficulty. Clean up some uh, side missions that only opened after the main story was completed. Um, looks like there's a ton of post-game content, which I'm pretty stoked about. Um, and I got the uh, season pass, so there's supposed to be more... Uh, more updates coming as well, but I'm I'm very very happy with it. Um, I thought it had excellent story, great gameplay. I'm sure you know you might have some misgivings on gameplay if your example of primo ARPG gameplay is Final Fantasy 15. Then you know maybe something that's not exactly that isn't for you. But I thought it was extremely good. I thought Final Fantasy VII Remake was a little bit better as far as the ARPG mechanics. But overall, I was very pleased with them. I'm actually pretty picky about um, ARPGs. I'm, I kind of either love them or hate them. And I really, really liked it. Um, the mapping on the controller was phenomenal. You could literally map anything to any button that you wanted which is, you know, top tier button mapping. If you have full control to literally make any button do anything, that's, in my opinion, top tier mapping. So I was actually able to map it out almost exactly like Final Fantasy VII Remake, and it played very smoothly. Quick question. Yeah. Could I remap the joysticks to the R, the shoulder buttons? Um, Like movement. Maybe I don't know. I don't know if you can map no. the actual direction of the joysticks. Okay. You can that's, map that's R, like the wondering. like the R three and L three, like the click down. You can map those. Um, I was just being dumb, anyways. Continue. Oh. Um, but I mean, as, as far as like like realistic logical mapping, it's it's everything you could ask for. Um, I, I would probably overall, I think I give it an eight out of ten. Um. You know, there are some places where it can improve, which is fine, but I thought it was a really solid game. The story is just I I went into it expecting like, you know, this is going to be like a looter shooter only with with swords. This is going to be just kind of a fun time. I was not expecting the rich, deep love note to Final Fantasy of a story that this was. This was made for Final Fantasy fans. Um there's like it's saying it's full of Easter eggs just isn't right. It's not full of Easter eggs. The entire game is a love note to the series. It's I thought it was awesome. Um, the uh, you know, I, the graphics leave leave you wanting a little bit, but I don't really care about graphics. So that wasn't a hang up for me. I know there are people that have been, you know, outraged about it just like they were outraged that doors weren't perfectly perfectly pixelated in the final fantasy 7 remake but again um if you find reasons to dislike something you will um the mission select style as opposed to open map drew some controversy but i think it works exceptionally well um for how they're doing the story. I'm not opposed to open world or to mission select, but I think they both have their place and they both need a particular beat in their story to work well. And this works well um, with the way the story unfolds. I think that this mission select esque style is appropriate, especially with the way that you kind of acquire items and gain levels. Um, it's very kind of, kind of uh, oh, what's a good, uh, I'm trying to think of a uh, a good example, I guess, kind of like a platformer where you know you it, it, you can repeat levels and kind of collect stuff. 
Um, yeah, you can repeat levels. Um, if you go through a level the first time, you unlock some good gear. Everything's based around gear. You, you get levels. Um, it, it's kind of like the tabletop I've been drumming up where you, you can get levels in your classes, but those are more about unlocking skills. Um, so you have all these different classes and the skills kind of crossfade with each other. So, But leveling up your classes is just unlocking new skills and affinity with that class basically the the heart of what you would consider your quote-unquote character level is your average item level and and your equipment gives all your stats and a lot of the special stuff so level grinding is really just trying to collect good equipment the crafting system is awesome at first i was like what the hell you get so much equipment drop um but it's because a lot of the uh equipment upgrading revolves around dismantling gear and using the materials to upgrade your your select so you know you get you get a hundred things dropped but you only really like two of them so you dismantle the other 98 and use those materials to upgrade the other two um which is a little overwhelming at first but it has a gear optimization button that's great at the beginning don't recommend it for end game because all it does is assign the highest level gear to you and oftentimes later game the highest level gear isn't necessarily the best gear for your situation um, but you can make like I think that you had like 50 presets you can make for gear um, so you can swap between gear presets. Um, your storage limit is 500, but you have an armory when you're outside of a level that will expand to 4500. Um, oh, anyway, so, um, yeah, you can repeat levels when you do them. You get some special gear for just finishing the level and then repeating the level usually won't give you this the gear again some side missions where there's a special item that you retrieve in the mission you still get it but for the most part you get anima shards for duplicating runs which anima shards are used they're kind of like runes and elden ring they're used to get xp um they're not exclusively how you get xp they're more like the uh, the things you get in smt3 um, where it just gives you a little bit of XP. Specifically, each Anima Shard is worth 4K XP. Um, so you can just kind of feed those to your backup classes that you don't like actively leveling. Um, but yeah, overall, like I said, I'd say 8 out of 10. That was a very, very solid game. Excellent storyline, great ARPG mechanics. Um, something left to be desired on the graphics. Um, I wish I could talk to more NPCs. I liked that, you know, for the style they were doing, I wasn't expecting to really talk to any, um, but I still got to talk to a lot. I wish I could talk to more. Um, highly recommend it though. Uh, I, I, I recommend it, especially if you're a diehard Final Fantasy fan, just because of it, it's it, the story is just something else. All right. Looks like that's going to do it for us this week. Thanks so much, everyone, for tuning in. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Come check us out on Discord um, to see us live on Thursday nights. Thanks so much, everyone, and have a great weekend. See you next week. Johnny.